in this podcast episode, I'm going to answer your marketing questions. It's a new series I'm starting where there's going to be Q&As about marketing and growing your detailing business. Coming up. Okay, so now what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be collecting some questions on my Instagram DMs, comments on YouTube, on Instagram, the emails, and I'll just answer them in these podcast episodes. Now, they're going to be marketing focused, so they're more of Q&As about marketing, and they'll vary between like whether it's like Facebook or Google or SEO or you know whatever the case may be, but it's at least around marketing and growing your business. So let's go ahead and dive straight into these questions. There's only around like seven because I just want to see how long I'll take on this first go. All right, so first question here, there I just picked them, you know, at random and then put them in this list. There's no particular order. Uh, first question is, should you pay someone to create a website for you? Now, I see this question a lot. I have a course, uh, online course called SEO for Detailers, will help you rank your website on the first page of Google. And if, aside from the fact, is that like um, a few years, I think like in 2017, I made the first video, like for me, on my YouTube channel saying, uh, there's a difference between creating a website and optimizing a website. So, like, if you can easily go to Squarespace, Wix, uh, GoDaddy, um, WordPress, and create your own website, it's another thing altogether to optimize your website for search uh, for search results. So, like, in my course, I specifically teach just the how to rank your website on the first page of Google, but I don't teach anything about how to create a website. And the reason why I don't is because there's one, so many platforms, right? If I teach something on WordPress, it's not going to be applicable in terms of where you click, how you move your mouse, where's what on Squarespace or Wix or GoDaddy or uh, Weebly, okay? And if, um, and like the basic, for the most part, every platform, every web, every uh, every website platform has the same functionalities. It's just different in terms of user design and all that, like in terms of how you interact with the website. So I don't put an emphasis on this is how you create a website because one, there's so many platforms, right? How you do it here is going to be different from this one. It's going to be different from the other one, okay? Two is that there is a there is an unlimited amount of content, free content on YouTube and Google that show you literally every single step of the way to create a website. So if you're, if I recommend Squarespace, but um, if you're having troubles with Squarespace on how to create a page or edit a blog or add text or whatever the case may be, you just go to squarespace.com and look at their knowledge base. You go to YouTube, you Google something, and you'll find hundreds of results that teach you whatever it is you want to be taught. So that's why I don't put an emphasis on like helping you create a website because there, it just there's so much information that you can access now that takes you through all the steps. And I, I picked the word specifically create a website not build a website because creating a website again so many user-friendly website platforms now where you're just dragging and dropping where there is no code involved you don't have to code anything there is no design anything you just you just do the little things you have to do to create your website you know like look back 10 years ago yeah you'd have to code it out you'd have to hire someone you'd have to like do these all these different things to get a website up and running nowadays you pay whatever squarespace is like 19 dollars a month plus your $12 annual domain fee and you're up and running. So all that to say is that I do not recommend you hire someone to create your website. One, if you hire someone else, you won't know how to make the edits or how to manage your website. So that's already one thing, right? You can pay someone to make your website, but then if you want to make any edits, what do you do, right? Like do you keep on hiring that company or person to make the edits? Because more often than not, 
99% of the time, the edits that you want are so minuscule and easy to do that you don't need to pay someone to do it. And not only like, it's like, not only is it that it's so easy that you really don't have to pay someone, but it's also takes such minimal time and such minimal effort that it's just so much easier if you learn and moving forward, like with your business, it just helps to have that skill set to be like, hey, yeah, I know how to manage my own website. Instead of saying, hmm, I want a new page created. Let me go hire someone. Like it, it's very, very simple things. It's going to be a learning curve. Yes, it's going to take time. Yes, you have to learn a few things here and there. But overall, it's very simple to do. So I suggest you work on your own website so you know the ins and outs, you know how to make it work. And it's just a good skill to have. Like it's just a good skill overall to have to be able to manage and work with your own website because now if you do move into this into the search engine optimization part of things it becomes even easier because now you understand the website you know the ins and outs now it's like tweaking the things to optimize the website for search engine and it's not that it's hard but it would take more work if you're trying to optimize your website when you don't even know the basic foundation of how your website works so i say i would recommend that you don't hire someone to do your website because it's super easy to do. From what I've seen, if you pay someone 800 bucks, 500 bucks, 600 bucks to create a website, it's not that much work, to be honest. It doesn't take that much effort. It's not going to be this super, like, fancy, customized website. It's a template from somewhere that they're getting. Like, it's nothing crazy. So I would recommend you work on your own website. If you want to hire someone, sure, but the benefit that you get from hiring someone really isn't there right like it's not like you know i i talk a lot about like you know um you can't learn everything right but you know if i would say should you learn how to manage a website or should you learn how to do bookkeeping i'm going to say learn how to do your website outsource the bookkeeping okay obviously if you're like in finance already then that probably be different for you but you get the point where like if there's you know some things you want to learn some things it's just too much free to learn it's just there's too much on your plate with the website thing i would say yes 100% Learn how to do that. Okay, next question. Uh, should you hire someone to do the SEO for you? Same thing. Okay, same question. Uh, should you hire someone to do search engine optimization for you? Same thing. It is better if you learn it yourself. If you hire a company, right, whether it's an agency or an individual, right, a freelancer, and they're doing the work for you, once you stop paying them for the work, the results and the progress stops. And when the results and progress stops, then what do you do? Right? Do you know what to do? Do you know the next steps? Do you know where they where they stop? Do you know what the next thing they're gonna do? No. So now you're kind of just stuck. You know, you're kind of in limbo mode because you're like, uh, what what am I supposed to do now? Let me let me go hire someone else. So let's say you know, let's say you're hired you're you hired someone, and you're getting results. Right? Let's say six months down the road, your phone's ringing, things are going well, and you're like, hmm, I'm getting results. I'm getting customers. I don't think I need to be paying this agency or freelancer anymore. All right. So I'm gonna you know I'm gonna cut the cut the Cut the relationship and, you know, I'm good. So maybe one, two, three, four, five months, you know, you're still getting results. But what happens when the results slow down? What happens when you're not getting as many calls or emails from the results that you were getting? Again, you're in limbo mode. You have no idea what to do. You can't manage the own, your own campaign. So now what? You're off looking for someone else or you go hire that person again. So it's, it's just if you don't know the skills, you're just left dead in the water once things go south, right? So you have to continue to pay in order to see progress and results. And if you have the funds, right, if you just, you know, you have a full-time job, you can pay someone to do it, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see the validity there. But aside from that, I would recommend you learn the ins and outs of the marketing. 
and do it yourself. Not just SEO, search engine optimization, but Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Instagram content. Like it is much better if you understand it yourself. So moving forward, you can always do it yourself. Like marketing is an asset, right? Like that's that's a very vital skill for you to know and understand moving forward in your business. So I 1000% recommend that you understand, implement whatever marketing you want to do yourself. Now, at some point, like let's say you are making, you know, 500,000 a year, you have a small team and you can focus on content or marketing or, you know, hiring, whatever, whatever. It's like, okay, it kind of makes sense to hire, to, you know, outsource this work and hire someone as a contractor. Okay. Like that makes sense. But you just starting off, I a hundred percent recommend you do the marketing yourself. Okay. Um, third question is, how much should I spend on Facebook ads? Man, you know how many people I I get comments and emails and DMs like, hey, I spent $25 and didn't get any, any results. What did I do wrong? And it's like, my guy, you spent $25. What were you expecting like to make $1,000 in revenue or something? Um, so like a, a question like that, like how much should I spend on Facebook ads or how much should I spend on Google ads? It's like it, 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 one asking a question like that already shows that you're you have the wrong mindset of it, right? Like, it's not like you're just going to spend $10 today and that's going to exactly equate to whatever, $500, right? Over time it does, but like a lot of you guys are like, hey, I spent, you know, 50 bucks. Where's my, where's my $1,000 in revenue? Where's my five customers? Where's my whatever, whatever, okay? Like anything, things are going to take time, right? You have to learn, implement, iterate, implement again, see what happens and just keep on getting better. So to ask like, hey, how much money should I put into Facebook ad is like, well, I mean, how much can you afford, right? Like, it's just it's as easy as that, right? Like, if you have the mindset of like, hey, I'm going to put in 100 bucks, and if this 100 bucks doesn't doesn't work out, I'm just going to stop. Like, you're not going to get results like that. Like, if you're just like, hey, I'm going to try $25 for a week, and if that doesn't work out, then I'm going to stop doing Facebook ads. It's like, you're not going to get any results like that. You're not going to see anything favorable. If you're like, if this one time, $25 doesn't work out, I'm not going to do Facebook ads anymore. It's like, okay, I can guarantee you then, you're not going to get the results that you want because you're going in it with a full like win it to win it or lose it type mentality. And if it doesn't work out, you're cutting it out, which, you know, the proper way would be like, hey, like I'm going to spend I'm making up numbers here. Staying generic. Don't hold anything to it. Like don't hold much weight to the numbers that I'm saying. But let's say you're going to spend two hundred dollars for the next eight weeks. OK, with that type of mindset, it's like, OK, the first two, the first week, you're probably going to have crappy results. And as the weeks go on and as you get more data and as you're able to, you know, kind of look at what's going on and looking at the numbers and, and, and optimizing your campaign, you're getting better leads or leads at a lower cost or, you know, whatever the case may be. But as you're progressing along week by week, you're able to see um, what, you, you know, what you should edit or optimize or delete or take away or add or whatever as time goes along. But if you're just like, hey, I'm going to spend $25 for two days and if it doesn't work out, I'm going to stop doing it. You know, with that mindset, it's like, how do you expect to get good results? So when someone asks, like, hey, how much should I spend on Facebook ads? It's like, ah, I can already tell, like, with that mindset, it's, it's, you're not there with it, right? And don't get me wrong, like, Facebook ads, it is a bit scary, right? You're like, hold, like, if I don't get money from this $50, I just threw these $50 away. It's like, yeah, like, if, if you don't, if you don't give the, the, the platform the respect it deserves to understand what it takes to properly, you know, implement and optimize a campaign, you're not going to get favorable results. So, with something like that, it's like I would probably suggest you don't run Facebook ads if the only thing in your head is like, I'm going to spend these $40. And if I don't get customers, I'm not going to do it again. If you're going with that mindset, it's probably best that you don't run ads because 
I've seen it time and time again. Someone runs ads $40, $50. It doesn't work out in their favor. And they're like, hey, I tried it real quick, but, um, you know, I didn't get results. So I gave up on it and I went to, you know, the next thing that they want to try out. So if you have that mentality of like, I, I probably wouldn't suggest it, but, you know, just answering the question directly now is that generally speaking, like the more you can spend per day, the better, assuming that you know what you're doing, right? Like if you spend a hundred bucks, but you're just like literally not doing anything and you're just like, you know, you just, I don't know, you, you put the most basic settings and you just hope something happens, you know, it's not going to work out. Whereas if you're spending $30 a day, but you know, you're very cognizant of what you're doing and you're really trying to optimize the campaign. Okay. You'll get much favorable, favorable results that way. Then just kind of spending a lot more per day, but not keeping uh, um, a close eye to the campaign and what's going on. So, you know, it depends. But if you can spend, you know, the more you can spend per day, the better. And I'm just going to leave it like that. Super generic because it's hard to be like, yeah, we'll spend, you know, $17 a day. And then after 30 days, up it up to $25. Like, it doesn't work that way. Okay. Um, it's really dependent, like, on so many factors. But just the more you can spend per day, assuming you're actually optimizing the campaigns, the better. Uh, okay. Uh, third, uh, fourth question here is, do you pass out business cards? Um, so we have business cards. Um, the reason why the primary reason that we have them is because when we're mobile, um, people come up to us and ask a few, like they'll ask a few questions and then they'll be like, Hey, do you have a business card? Or they're talking to us and we want to cut the conversation because we have to get back to work. So we'll be like, Hey, you know, do you just want me to give you a business card? You can check all our pricing and information there. So we don't really use business cards as like a way to generate leads, right? Like we're not saying, hey, like we ordered $500 business, 500 business cards. We have to go and pass them out. Like we definitely by no means do any of that whatsoever. The last time I passed out business cards was probably like 2013. And I did it like once or like one day. And I was like, yeah, this is a waste of time. Like I'm not going to keep on doing this. So if like if you want business cards because you're mobile and people come come up to you, that makes sense just so it could be easier to hand off your information. But by no means are we like, hey man, like, you know, let's really pass out these business cards. Let's make sure we're getting the, you know, where we're putting them on cars or, or going door knocking. We don't do that at all. I wouldn't recommend that you focus on having business cards to grow your business, right? Like if you're like, hey, like I made my business cards. And the funny thing is like that's everyone's first goal is like, oh hey, I started a business. Let me make business cards. Like uh Nowadays, a business card has no value. Like Instagram, Facebook, you like those things have a lot more value than just having business cards in your pocket, right? Like I remember when I went to go drop off business cards, you know, so many years ago, in uh, in uh, shopping centers, um, you would just find them on the ground or in the trash. Like most people don't care about your business card, right? Like if they have a problem, they're going to you know find someone themselves. So it's like the 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 value or not the value, but the reward that you get from the time that you're investing in passing out business cards just isn't worth it. Like it's not there for me. Um, you know, imagine spending three hours passing out business cards or three hours figuring out Instagram and posting on Instagram. Like which one do you think will yield you better results with less energy and that's more replicable, right? And scalable. It's going to be Instagram. So that's why like nowadays I wouldn't focus on like passing out business cards because there's, you know, there's this thing called the internet. There's, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, I guess, if you want, um, Facebook ads, like there's so many other things that you can do that's on the online digital side of things. That's again, more replicable, more scalable, more effective than saying, Hey, let's go pass out business cards, uh, at this shopping center or at, you know, in this neighborhood. I, I, I just, I really don't put an emphasis at all on business cards. We have them, 
we pass them out when someone when someone's talking to us. But other than that, it's not a priority to us at all. Uh, okay, next question is, what's the best content to post on Instagram? Okay, so if you look at all detailers, not all detailers, but if you look at, okay, if you look at, just go through random detailers uh, Instagram accounts, you'll see that most of the content is basically the exact same. What do you get? We know what a detailers post before and after like action shots and like, it'll be like not even like a thorough caption or anything. It'll just be like something basic, like literally just, just spend like 20 minutes going through detailers Instagram. And most of them post the exact same thing, exact same format. And I think I did a Instagram live on this where I, where I said, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, how do you expect to get different results? Okay. If you're doing what everyone else is doing, which is what posting stories, posting on the feed, writing some half-assed um, caption, adding hashtags and doing that every day. Like if, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, how do you expect to get different results? So I'm not saying you have to be this super creative person. I'm not saying you have to use, you know, a high-end camera. I'm not saying you have to whatever, whatever, but just just a, a general question for you to ask yourself to gauge where you're going is if you're doing what everyone else is doing, how do you expect to get good results, right? And the thing is like, you can clearly see like a lot of detailers are just copying a lot of detailers, right? Like it's it's like literally everyone is just copy and paste this, you know, to their accounts of, of doing the same thing. So, you know, look at other industries, look at other types of businesses and see what they're doing and what's, you know, and it's hard to see what's working, what's not, right? Like if you see, if you if you look up to a detailer and they're posting, you know, high-end vehicles, foaming, paint correction, you're like, oh, well, you know, he's busy like that. He's, you know, that's what he's doing. So I, I guess that's what I should be doing. And you start trying to post the same type of content, but little do you know that like the way he gets customers is like primarily through like word of mouth and referrals and nothing about Instagram. Whereas you're trying to focus your main efforts on Instagram and you're replicating what that person is doing, but that person doesn't get customers from Instagram and you're trying to get, you know, it's like, it's, you can't just copy what everyone is doing. Like, yes, it's a baseline. It's a starting point, but let it be just that a starting point. So what was the question? I'm just kind of ranting right now. Uh, what's the best content to post on Instagram? Okay. So, so yeah, so like, it's going to be like if you post a before and after right? or, or you or you document the process of the detail, right? One, make sure that the photos are of good quality. I'm not saying go get a DSLR or anything like that or learn how to use Lightroom. I'm just saying don't let it be some low lights, shaky, um, out of focus photos, right? You know, make sure that they're well lit, stabilized and just decent quality photos from your phone. Next is like post like make your post like a little blog post. Don't just put like, you know, five words, hashtag and call it a day. Like try to put more uh, emphasis on like the process that you did, the problem the customer is having, any specific problem that you had with the vehicle, um, the tools and products that you use. Like make, you know, spend more time writing a caption that's compelling. That's showing like the technical side if you want. That's showing, you know, the process that you did. And of course, adding hashtags, adding a geolocation at the top. Um, things like that. But again, like, even with me saying that, like a lot of you would take this and just go with like the most basic format that you possibly can. Look at, look at other industries, look at other services, look at other influencers, look at other creators and take little bits, bits and pieces of, you know, here, uh, of, of, of different spots, uh, different areas, different accounts and see where you can fit some of those pieces into your business. Because I'm telling you, like I can, I'll go through some, like a handful of, 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 of Instagrams of detailers. And I'm like, man, like, all y'all post the exact same stuff. So again, if you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, how do you expect 
to get different results. All right. So keep that in mind when you're moving forward with your Instagram account. Okay. Um, how to market to car enthusiasts and car clubs. Okay. I, I received this, I think it was like in a DMs or something, or it was like IG live and I don't know. But so a good one is to market your services to car enthusiasts, car clubs, uh, car groups, car shows, right? That definitely helps. Like imagine, you know, you would, you would, you would assume that the, if there's a group of car, of car enthusiasts that already spend thousands of dollars on their vehicle, they're very open to the idea of getting their vehicle properly detailed and cared for. So, you know, that's an obvious market. Um, one way that I did it in back in so many years ago is that I, I sponsored a local truck forum. Now, this, this is going to be heavily dependent on how active your city is. So like Houston, we're a very active car scene. So I, I think it was $300 for six months. And the sponsorship was like, it was on a forum, online forum. It was a truck forum. And the sponsorship let me post whatever I wanted in terms of like promotions and stuff. Um, it let me promote my business in the signature. Um, so I would make, I would just make like, um, uh, I would document like the process of a detail and then post it on my listing on my, like on my account. And that was one way. Um, if you become a sponsor, like other people try to help you out and they're like, Hey, like we got a new sponsor, you know, X, Y, Z hit them up for your, for your work. So that's one, one thing I did. I landed quite a few customers that way. I don't know why I didn't renew it for another six months, but for the, for the $300 for the six months, like I easily made my money back. Um, and one customer specifically ended up staying with me for years. And that was like, you know, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars in total that that customer customer spent with me over a few years. So like that, you know, me spending three hundred dollars on the sponsorship was very well worth it to me because I, you know, from that customer alone, I made my money back tenfold. So that's one way if you have that type, you know, and a sponsorship not not just only going to happen via a forum, right? Facebook groups. Uh, car clubs, uh, car shows. Now you want to be a little more cautious, like of just like being a generic sponsor, like at a car show. Um, but let's say you want to go into a car group, right? And this helps tremendously if you have friends that are in the car scene or that you're in the car scene yourself, and you already have like your network of car friends and car clubs and car groups. Like that already puts you at an advantage. But let's say you want to you want to sponsor a uh, car group. Um, very simple. I mean. There's no exact science, but, you know, what would make it ideal and a win-win situation to where you sponsor them and then what do they get out of it, right? You want exposure, you want customers, you know, what will help them, what would make it a sweet deal to where they'd be happy to uh, have you as a sponsor and what do they get in return? So it could be maybe, you know, the the members of that car group get 10, 15% off of your services and they like, you know put their business cards at the shows or they, you know, um, let's say like put you on the shirts. Um, a lot of them have shirts, stickers. Um, they will, you know, not to put you on a sticker, but they have like a lot of stuff like merch and stuff. Um, so could they put you like on the shirts? Can they like put you on the banner of their Facebook group? Um, can they put your business cards at a car show? Can they just let all their friends and car friends and car groups and other car groups, um, can they, can they tell them about you? You know, so it's like, there's no specific science to it. It's just like, Hey, like I can give you guys 10, 15% off and you guys can rep me at the next car show or, you know, a shirt or I don't know. Like it's, it's just, you just, what's going to work out for them, right? It it can literally be anything. There's, there is no like, Hey, what's the best like way to do it? It's just, what's going to work out for them. What's going to work out for you, right? Don't overthink that part. Um, the next thing that you can do is like, if you have like, 
if you have friends already that are in the car scene, right? Can you like detail your friend's vehicle and like they just like kind of shout you out in their in all those inner circles of car of car groups, right? Like you don't have to get too crazy with it, right? But it's just like, hey, if you have a friend already and that friend is well connected, like how about you detail their car and then they like and your friend just kind of shouts you out everywhere that, that they go because they want to see you succeed, right? There's so, so many avenues that you can go about. There's no like singular like this is the best way. Just look at what you have, your, your friends, your groups, your clubs, your shows, and see like, hey, like, what, what angle can I play here, right? Like, how can I be a value? How can I, you know, help someone out? How can they help me out? And just kind of just think about, you know, draw up some ideas that can be a win-win situation. You don't have to get too crazy. Like, I, I didn't have any idea of what I was doing, but I was just like, hey, they want a discount. I want to be, you know, in, in front of other car people, other car shows. So, you know, it, it wasn't too hard to think. Like, I think mine was I just gave an overall discount to the car club, and I think that in itself, like I was a sponsor to the club and I, like, I had plenty of, of pain correction customers come through just sponsoring the club in itself, like giving them a discount. And then obviously like, when they would go to car shows, they would carry my business cards and put them like somewhere on their vehicle. But pretty simple. Like I give them a discount. They, I, you know, I got some of them, like the, the car members, um, the car club members as customers. And then when they went to car shows, they would put their business cards on the windshield or something. And that would happen. So, okay. Last one here. Um, is does it matter to have your to have detailing in your does it matter to have the word detailing in your domain so let's say like does it matter to be called zebra detailing.com instead of just like zebraworks.com right um maybe like five seven years ago it was probably more important to have the the specific keyword in your domain um, like it would help. And even now I'm sure to a degree it does help. Is it absolutely vital at this point? No, but I would say it would help to have the word detailing in your name or something detailing related, right? Like auto spa, um, auto, maybe auto clinic or whatever, but it would help, it would help to have something related to detailing auto spa car wash that way. Like when they see the name, it just, they can already associate what the domain is or what your business or what your business name is to the type of services that you offer, right? Because if you're just called Zebra Works, you have absolutely no clue what that business is, right? As a local business. But if you have Zebra Detailing, um, you can clearly tell it's auto-related, it's cleaning-related, it's detailing-related, it's car wash-related. Um, so it does help to that degree to be more, um, to be, you know, to be, to be better branded in terms, you know, to strangers that can just see your name and be like, okay, I, I you know, I have a sense of what this person does, but just being called zebra works. It's like, uh, you know, what do you do? But zebra detailing is okay. Detailing, right? Mobile detailing, car detailing, auto detailing, um, interior detailing, right? So it, it gives you a better sense like that. If you have the word detailing, but in terms of like search engine optimization, like, do you have to have the word detailing in the domain? It does help. But again, if you don't have it, is that going to be a make or break deal? No. You know, is, is that going to slow you down from getting on the first page of Google? No, but, you know, if you can get the word detailing or auto spa or whatever, like, you know, anything detailing related in there, I would say it would help for SEO. But again, not a deal breaker. If you don't have it, I wouldn't worry about it. It's just one of those like, if you can, sure. If you don't, not a big deal. So I'll go ahead and end it right here. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, leave them down below or just leave your questions for the next marketing Q&A that I'll be doing. I also grab them from the Instagram DMs, from my emails, from the comments, from Instagram and YouTube. So wherever you leave your question, if I look at it, it looks good, I'll write it down and I'll answer it on the next one. 
Check the description box down below if you're watching the YouTube video to download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business. If you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out on Instagram or at my website and you'll have all the links right there. Other than that, I'll see you on the next one.